Roscoe, welcome back to FPL Mavericks, mate. Hey, Benny, it's great to be back. <laughs> Good man. Me and Roscoe, for the listeners, uh, we're uh, currently sat in Dirty Dicks in uh, Edinburgh um, with a couple of pints of Amstel, bringing you some uh, FPL Maverick picks uh, for game week uh, 16. So uh, that's a couple of pints each because I count four glasses at this table. <laughs> I mean, you could be right. And I've, I've already got it wrong. So it's actually game week 17. Um, so Sign of things to come today. That's it. A great start. Um, we've got Canter in the background from Jerry Cinnamon. We're in a dark pub uh, with a candle. And um, yeah, I think we're in for an entertaining uh episode this week mate no absolutely mate I, I don't think we're the first people to mix FPL and alcohol <laughs> so a well-trodden path that's it let's see if it ends in success rather than defeat um, so yeah I just want to thank everybody for, for listening and continue to listen um, we'll quickly jump into the Twitter league um, which to be fair I've had a shock, shocking week um, personally I, uh, I scored a 62-pointer, which somehow managed to get me a, a red arrow. And then, um, Roscoe, how did you go last week, mate? Uh, yeah, not as well as I'd hoped, but 57 points. And um, I have to say, I was very fortunate because I was flying from uh, Sydney to the UK and did not change my team or make any transfers. So... Yeah, I think 57, I've got to be happy with that when I didn't change the team. Well, mate, you actually um, beat me. And I actually brought in a minus eight because I was so worried about um, players missing and, and, and players hurting me. So I brought in Mount um, and, I, and, I, and I kicked out Jota because I thought he was going to be not on the pitch, which proved to be a good decision, but unfortunately not because Conor Gallagher, who you had sat as your last player, scored you 15 points, did he not? Well, yeah, no, it's, you know, it's the long game, isn't it, in FPL? So, you know, I had Gallagher up my sleeve to scramble some points for me at the end there. Yeah, that ended up really well. So, just to dive into the the actual league itself, um, this league is absolutely flying. Um, I am sat at mid-table at 25. Um, I've got the top top three. We've got um, Vaz, who's had an absolute stormer again with 86 points on 1,100 points. Um, Just from the the, the sort of eye test running it through the league, Michael Jones scored an 84, which is a really big one. Um, And I'm just going down lower because I got some stick from Matt Jowsey for for not uh, shouting out his result last week. Um, So, Matt, I'm shouting you out this week for last week because by the looks of things, I don't actually think you had a much better week this week. Um, I'm having a quick look. What did Jowsey have? Yeah, I can't see him, so he kind of had that great of a week, mate. But um, consensus was 60 points would be the average, but a good good score would probably be 81 now. Yeah, I mean, the average is coming in at 55, uh, which is quite high for an average if you look at things. So I would say we were talking about it. A lot of people have the same players. There's a lot of template players now, and maybe that's driving up the averages. Yeah, mate, I'm a... A founder of the FPL Mavericks uh, podcast. Um, I look at my team now, and it's it's looking even more and more template as the week goes. It's not on. very Maverick, is that what you're saying? It's pretty template, and I'm, I'm absolutely battling. Um, but I have 
taking a minus eight this week just to make it a little bit more maverick and one of the mavericks I'm bringing this week is in my team so hopefully we'll go back to our roots and it'll, uh, it'll help me I think I've been very maverick with uh, Jimenez for the last three game weeks where he's blanked twice and ended up on a minus two so that's, that's pretty maverick <laughs> I laughed so hard when I looked at your team he's come <laughs> off my bench so thanks to um, who was it didn't play in my team somebody basically I think it was regularly on didn't play and so I got minus two off my bench from Jimenez <laughs> probably the worst bench result I've had uh, ever in FPL just uh, for you guys listening um, we've got a long standing bet where um, if Whoever, whoever wins will basically have to wear the other person's shirt. So, for example, Paul Ross supports Derby. Um, if I lose, I have to wear a, a Derby shirt for the night uh, in a pub down Sydney. And then, likewise, if I win, then Ross has to wear a beautiful lead shirt. And buy the drinks. And buy the drinks, which is the most important part. So, um, yeah, mate, I think we've, we'll have a quick run over last week. Leeds, broken heart. One of the results of the weekend, I think it was 3-2 to Chelsea in the end. They scored in the 92nd um, minute from a penalty from Jorginho, which was one of Cam's um, wily maverick picks earlier in the season, who slotted two penalties. Like, absolutely unbelievable stuff. So many penalties happening this year. I have to say, I mean, we debated this one earlier today. I think, on balance, that second penalty for me is a penalty. Um, Rudiger's absolutely thrown himself to the floor and exaggerated that one to make sure it was given but I think um, you know you, you do see that his foot get kicked from behind and I think the ref has no choice there personally I know it's tough to take as a Leeds fan probably the right call yeah look to be honest after watching it back in slow-mo it did look like he kicked him but he made an absolute meal of it and I now hate Rudiger as a result. He'll be coming nowhere near my FPL team unless he scores four headers in a row. And even then, I still won't bring him in. Well, it's good to see the Leeds players having a brawl at the end of the game. You know, I'd, I'd forgotten. seems a while since that's happened. Yeah. Going back to our roots, mate, though, that, that's what we're all about. So long may it, may it continue. Um, other results um, off the top of my head. I think Leicester um, had a really good result away at Newcastle. They look like they're back in the groove. Palace, great win, as we mentioned with Colin Gallagher, 3-1. Um, and then Man United and, and Liverpool um, scabbed penalties, basically. Um, and, and Salah and Ronaldo put them away. More Ronaldo than Salah's. Um, and United still aren't really looking to imprint any of the pressing style that, that Ragnik actually wants to um, put on them. So, really interesting results, but we'll... we'll, we'll uh, dive straight into the Mavericks mate and just for all the, the listeners that haven't listened before um, a, a Maverick pick is what we're doing today is trying to give you some ideas to, to pump you up the, the mini leagues um, it's a differential pick under 10% um, which hopefully in theory um, even though my team is actually full of, of template players at the moment um, should fly you up the leagues um, but you've got to have some balls to bring it in uh, and if they come off your happy days if they don't come off then yeah you're basically struggling so we're just here today to to give you some ideas and and Roscoe you want to jump in with the first one yeah so um, one of my Maverick picks today is a bit of a premium and I'll I'll save that one and start with uh, the other one which is Josh King oh Um, there's been a huge uh, debate on Twitter recently over 
eye tests and, and stats because the underlying stats for Josh King are basically through the roof. But Dennis keeps banging the goals in. So go on, talk me through this. Yeah, maybe this is wishful thinking because I brought in King two games ago and he hasn't delivered yet. Um, so he's had three blanks in a row and Dennis has mocked up all the points. They've got Burnley away. I feel like that is more of a game that would suit Josh King than Dennis to score. I think Burnley will be physical and I think Josh King is the type of striker that will, if anyone will score for Watford there, it would be him. And I also, part of me just feels like it's time. You know, he's not scored in three games. Coming off the back of, I think, two games in a row where he had had scored and he had that big hat-trick earlier in the season. So, yeah, I, I feel like it's a combination of probably time that he gets on the end of something. And uh, I think Burnley away is a, is a game that he could score in. So he's already in my team. He's 7.8% owned at the moment. Obviously blanked uh, last weekend. And um, I think I've got some of his stats here. So, as you said, his, his stats aren't too bad. So he's... Expected goals per 90 minutes is uh, 0.55. He's got five goals this season. And, um, you know, he's expected goals is six, I think. So he's delivering about what, what the stats suggest. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and that's what I mean. He's got scored in three games now. So he should come back alive. And I think Burnley's a good fixture for him. So that's where my, my head's at. I really need him to also do something because he's not returned anything since I transferred him. So that's the other reason. If Dennis bags two goals and Josh blanks, I'll be uh, in a world of pain. Well, I actually watched the Watford Brentford game. It was the first game I'd seen since I got back to the UK. And Watford played really well first half. Um, I really rate Watford in terms of... I think they'll stay up over Brentford. And I know this is a huge shout, even though yeah, well, down the bottom. But I think Brentford will fall off. Like just watching their game, they, they they did hang in the game, but most of it should have been Watford's. Like Watford, in my head, he, he Josh King hit the post. He cut in really classy um, turn and, and shot, shot and hit the post. Are you a Ranieri fan? I love Ranieri. Yeah, obviously ever since his. Uh, Leicester days. Um, so what did you think when he was appointed at Watford? I, I generally thought Watford were going to go down. I, don't, I didn't think Ranieri would be able to keep, keep them up. But the improvement, improvement in the performances and just watching them in the eye test, I feel like they actually are, are going to stay up. And one of the reasons for that is that he's got them playing in no distinct style, but a lot more harmonised. So the passing looks a lot crisper, looks a lot neater. You can tell he's been doing that pattern of play. He may not have a style like Liverpool or City where he's saying, play out at all costs. Mm. But I think one of Ranieri's hallmarks is play forward and play forward early. That's and what I was going to say. I think it's the it's the com they're playing with confidence and they're attacking and they're scoring. Even in the games they're losing, they're scoring. And so they're always in with a chance. Whereas that Watford team before his appointment you know, would get beat without scoring a goal, I think. And they, and they were tentative. Yeah, they didn't believe in themselves. I generally think it was a, one of the best things um, they could have done because I watched 
where Watford first Leeds earlier in the season. And Leeds are by no world beaters at the moment. Um, we're obviously missing a few players, mind. But we absolutely dominated them at Ellen Road. Like it should have been three or four nil. Luckily, it was only one nil for them. Um, but you, you could tell something happened, needed to change. And to be fair to Ranieri, I, I'm more confident now that they're going to stay up than I was um, you know, earlier in the season. So, so what's your verdict on my pick then? Um, what are you scoring me out of 10? Well, this is the thing, mate. I, I, I think for all the people out there who back data and, and the stats, yeah, King should be scoring. He has penalties, which is a major factor. Um, and Watford look um, decent going forward. The leaky at, at the back, um, the defence, they, they concede penalties left, right and centre. Um, I think it's Akong. Um, he's, he's given away like two penalties that I've seen recently. Um, you've got Craig Cathcart, basically sounds like um, falling timber every time he goes near a, a tricky player. Um, and, you know, Kika Femenia, who's a left back and, and a full back uh, when he's needed, uh, sorry, right back when he's needed, um, isn't great defensively, but good going forward. Um, so, Watford are looking at the point where they aren't going to have to outscore teams. And with that pick, Josh King should be pivotal and central to that. It should be. I think the risk is, you know, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to pick a player that is out of form and get him for that game where he, he delivers and maybe kicks on a bit. So that's in a lot of ways harder because it's easier to pick someone who's already showing those signs. Yeah, and I think that's the whole thing. It's about trying to get ahead of the curve. Um, I went with Dennis last week and he obviously scored nine because I just I feel like he's just in that form, like that link we've talked about before, that Lingard form where, um, you know, he's just on fire. He's just, he's just going to keep returning. So, um, All right, and who have you got for, for us? Yeah, mate, so um, <laughs> this one is totally maverick, but hopefully when I unpack the reasons why, um, you'll, you'll come, come to terms with why. Should I brace myself? Is you that should, what you're saying? Do you I need should, another? You should brace yourself. So Another my, sip of this pint. Yeah, first. go on, have a quick gug. Yeah. Do you want to cheers as well, mate? There we go, that? another one. So... I've actually, and I'll talk you through why he's my Maverick and actually why he's my team. Because I, I realised um, I was doing myself dirty in the, in the Maverick front because I haven't had one in, in for a long time. So, chuck my neck on the line. Um, I actually moved on Reese James, which sounds absolutely mental. But my reason behind it was after Everton, he's got actually a shit run of fixtures. And I've had double Chelsea defence, and Reese James hasn't scored, does it? for um, two games in a row. Yeah. And um, I wanted to, like, as a FPL manager, check a run of games that I like the look of, and I love players that are out of position. So um, this guy plays for Aston Villa. He's old. He's 36 years old. He's played Inter Milan, Man United. Would that be enough? I don't like this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Would this be enough to give you who it is? Sounds like Ashley Young. Ashley Young, indeed, (laughs) mate. So... He's 4.7. The best left back England's ever had. Well, look, mate, he's, he's actually playing up front in a 4-3-3 for Aston Villa uh, at the moment. I didn't know that. Is that what he played this weekend? Yeah, so he's basically playing in that front line uh, on the left and cutting in. Right, and what position is he in on FPL? He's a full but he's a defender. He's a defender. 4.7 defender. Yeah, OK. So I'm in, seeing what you're doing here, but this is... Yeah. In theory... 
he's like you know your, your Lundstrom's of the world where well who's the fixture well let me just double check I got this right it's Norwich a good friend, well last time I came on this pod we absolutely <laughs> trounced Norwich for being the worst team pick anyone that plays Norwich and I think they got a result that weekend <laughs> And, uh, and obviously they, that was before that was the game that Daniel Fox won and then got sacked after yeah. and since then they've been probably a bit better so we, I probably owe Norwich fans an apology for that we were pretty dismissive well this is the thing like I actually thought about this as I did it and I was like very impulsive classic me um, I was like Norwich and then I realised oh Ben you actually just watched Norwich outplay Man United for large parts of this game what makes you think that um, there's going to be any different with Aston Villa? But no, you mean sorry? You're saying they were outplayed by Man United? No, or they, they outplayed Man, they outplayed Man but United, but didn't score. They didn't score. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, they were very fortunate. Um, to be fair, I think. That, what do you think seen? that is? Like equality of player, ultimately, to, to actually convert or to do something dangerous? Or I think Pukki actually had the best chance of the game. It was a great little bit of play. He's driven a ball into the top corner out of the box. De Gea, who was my pick last week. Oh, I mean, obviously, we, we forgot about last week. Um, but uh, Mike Knight fell to me uh, 4-2. 17 points uh, to four. Uh, but De Gea was one of my picks, and he pulled out an absolute worldly save. Yeah, okay. Um, and, and then they outplayed him. I think they, they look like they're... They're playing decent football, um, but I still think with the quality that Aston Villa have, um, Ashley Young in that wide left position, if, even if he is Sith, if he literally lies, slips a ball in for Danny Ings or Ollie Watkins, that's it. Yeah, that's a huge amount of fantasy football points, and he doesn't have to do a Trent or a Reese James Bond to the byline. He could just slip one in, and that's why I think. He is a good pick this week. Might like, not be for long. I like that you've spotted a cheap defender that's going to be playing in an attacking front three, and that's going to give you, yeah, absolutely, like the opportunity to score some points for very cheap. And like you say, you drop in Reese James. I mean, Chelsea have just conceded two goals to a Leeds team that hasn't been in great form. I don't think they kept a clean sheet before that. I've got Reese James, so I know he's not scored many points recently. And you've already got Alonso, so you had a double up on Chelsea anyway. So, yeah, and you must have banked a couple of mil. Yeah, I've got 1.7 in the chances. So, um, I think it's a Maverick pick. It's very Maverick. So, give you, you know, 10 out of 10 for the Maverickness of the Maverick pick. But it also makes sense for your team and, and what you've done with the transfers. So, could pay off, mate. So this pick is that it's absolute pun central. Uh, I actually haven't seen. How old is Ashley Young? Thirty-six. He's thirty-six, and he, and Stevie G has got him on a left wing. Yeah. How many minutes is he going to last? Did he get subbed? Well, he's played six hundred and seventy-four minutes so far. Did he get subbed in the, when he played on the wing? Yeah, he basically tends to get subbed at about 60 minutes. 60 minutes, okay, yeah. He, he's not going to be able to do that role for the whole game. No, but for this run, he only needs one pass. Yeah, um, okay. Um, okay. His stats are rubbish. Like, X, XG of 90 of 0.03 and his assist not 0.03. But I'm hoping this week against Norwich he finds a bit of space and 
and manages to, d to do his bits for me. I'm not, like, I think I'm more convinced on picking form players where you can, and, and I'm actually less concerned with XG and, and the stats this year because I think if you're going to use stats, you really need to use the stats on every choice in every week. Thank you so much for watching Lacey Bates. That's no right. problem. So Good if you... Good luck. If you um, if you run stats every week with every player that you choose, that gives you the chance for the stats to come through and deliver you the points. But if you use the stats um, sort of on an on-off basis, you know, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, sporadically. Yeah. If you use it sporadically on the odd pick and you don't use it consistently, I don't necessarily believe that that's then going to give you the return that you want. You need yeah. to be consistent. So if you're going to pick players on stats, you should do it all the time. So yeah, so, so I, I just don't know, I'd rather go for a form player than a, just pick someone on the XG. So, okay, going back to your previous pick then, would you say now after saying that you should have gone with Dennis? Um, well, I, look, I haven't picked Josh King Thank on... Thank you so much. That's okay, no problem. I haven't picked Josh King on stats. Um, He's already in my team. <laughs> I, I picked him on his capability, where he plays in that team in the fixture, and the fact that he's probably under-delivered. He's not scored in three games, but he's a striker that scores one in three, you know, generally. Um, so, no, yeah, I don't know what his actual X, XG was or shots per goal when I picked him. So, yeah, we'll see. We, we shall see, mate. And so, just so you know, uh, Ashley Young has a total point of 29. Uh, he has um, 0.6% owned um, and he's 4.7 with a, with a run of Norwich away, Burnley at home and, and Chelsea away. So for a couple of weeks, I think I'll, I'll, I'll have a go at him. Very good. Who have you got next, mate? Yeah, my premium pick uh, is Raheem Sterling. Wow. I mean... You're going to have to talk us through that one. He's looking great. He's got a penalty last week. And I really want him, but 10.6, is he? It's all about the price, isn't it? This is not going to be somebody for everyone. I think that, let's assume you've got Salah. Um, there is space for there is space for a 10.6 player. Um, it's just where you spend that money. But Sterling, I could not believe this. Like, Guess what? What would you say his ownership is? I would have thought it was over 10 at this point. Yeah. So, given that I have Maverick picked him, it's under 10. But what, what would you say? 7, 8. Right, let me get this. I could not believe this. When I looked, it's 1.6%. 1.6% owned. So, basically, no one has him. That sort of makes sense because he's expensive. He's only missed... Two or three games this season out of 16 matches I looked uh, today. So he's playing most games. Yes, there's a rotation risk still, um, but he has played most games. And then his last three games, he's slowly got better in terms of what he's delivered. So I think he delivered five points, then he's delivered seven points, and then he's done 11 points. So he's a four. He's on penalties as well, which is great. He's on penalties. He's in form. Um, Man City have a really easy game this week. Um, I think who do they play so just for the, the listeners uh, me and Ross and uh, my brother and my brother-in-law are heading to the Etihad 
um, to watch my first Leeds game in three years. Um, likely now to get annihilated, and, and Sterling could be the tre- chief uh, prosecutor here. So that's what he's getting at. Um, yeah, but look, I think it's not an e- it's not an easy game, but it's um, it's a feature where City at home are going to score some goals if he gets played. Um, he's on form. I don't know why he wouldn't get played in that game. I mean, the only pro- I, I have City players. I generally look at the the team each week and I'm like, wow, what didn't see that coming? Wow, what, who's that coming from? Like this week um, was actually a little bit more standard. I think it was their best team, um, other than Kevin De Bruyne. Um, but I have Jesus in my team, and it's similar to Sterling. Like one of them big players is dropped. Like Grealish is playing, Barres is dropped, and then for a couple, like he just rotates them. He, he almost gives them two or three games. And I actually think um, going off topic a little bit here, um, Bernardo could be his rest this week. Leeds are. City have enough players of quality to give Bernardo Silva a rest and smashes. We're just starting that um, really congested fixture period, uh, aren't we? And already, clearly, they've just played a few days ago. They'll be playing on Tuesday. And also, we know that you've then got the Boxing Day fixtures, the New Year's Day fixtures coming up. So there's definitely rotation going to be coming. Um, You're right, City and Chelsea are going to be the hardest to... To figure out, um, Sterling, Silva, Foden, they're not going to play all of those games. But like I say, I, I'm worried. I have Silva, as a lot of people do now, and he could easily be rested this week uh, on Tuesday. I don't. I think Sterling is fit and in form, and I wouldn't drop him. But then it's Pep, <laughs> so who knows? Well, in fairness, they, they have a really easy run for the next two games. So, if you're going to rest a few players, you'd rest them Leeds and Newcastle. And then, obviously, Leicester at home, probably you bring back the boys at some point. So, look, I'm, I'm arriving at the Etihad tomorrow in total fear, thinking that, you know, they could do us over 3 or 4 nil, whichever team they put out. Like, the worst-case scenario for me is Kevin De Bruyne, Sterling and Bernardo are all on the same team sheet. And if if that happens, yeah, it could be 4-5-0. I think given that you've given Chelsea a good game there, if anything, you might push Pep to play a stronger team. You know what I think? Which is worse for us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, He's got Newcastle next. So who do you rest them for Leeds or Newcastle after that Leeds performance? You probably rest them against Newcastle. 100%. That's logical. But this is logical and Pep is... Illogical. Yeah, and I don't it, know if it's illogical. It just he will always surprise you, and and but he has to rest them at some point, right? He, they can't play every game, and he's got plenty of options, as you've said. So, anyway, there you go. I've said uh, Sterling, ten point six, one point six percent owned, um, and on great form, ready to deliver again. So in theory, great pick. I like it, mate. But also, I'm salty at you because. I've got Ashley Young, which is an absolute maverick, and you've got Sterling, the, the quickest guy to 100 goals for, for Man City in their history. I know. So Ashley Young is probably even less owned than Sterling, less than 1.6%. What 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 was Rick Young? 0.6. 0.6. There's a whole percent in that, and a whole. Um... That might just be you. <laughs> me and me and three other. People. Who else has got Ashley Young in their team? Um, but anyway, mate, yeah, good pick. That's that's going to be a tough one to, to outdo. 
Um, my second pick. I've gone uh, basically. So for the listeners, we were sat. We like sitting in pubs and watching football. Um, and we watched Crystal Palace versus Everton yesterday. And obviously, uh, Conor Gallagher tore Everton a new arsehole. Um, but I've been watching this bloke for a couple of weeks. And he's one that I've been wanting to use um, once a good fixture arrived. And, and Crystal Palace at home are a different beast. I know they played uh, Everton at home recently, but they, they just seem to be great on their home patch. Um, and, they, and this fella is in their back line. And he's actually going to dovetail with Conor Gallagher's delivery really nicely. He's already scored a few goals this season um, from set pieces. Uh, and his name's Mark Gehi or Gehi. Um, his stats aren't probably even worth mentioning um, because he's keeping clean sheets when Crystal Palace keep, keep clean sheets. He's a centre-back. Can I just stop you there? Is this the lad that gave Leeds the penalty with a handball? Yes. In the 93rd minute? That's correct. But he played really well. He defended <laughs> quite well. Gotcha. No, I, I remember that... Um, I was a tr- That was a tricky one. I mean, he's jumping and he's threw his arms in the air to get forward and he's punched the ball off Liam Cooper's head but carry on sorry yeah it's that guy yeah it's that guy so I'm basically starting to feel that um, Southampton are coming off form they're a little bit depleted the whole um, all Southampton are going down thing um, similar to how I feel about uh, Brentford they're just coming into a run of fixtures and starting to drop off um and, you know, I've already said this before, you target Southampton on set pieces because they're not a big team. They generally are. The only two players off the top of my head um, are, are, are a decent size, um, are Stevens, Bednarek um, and Salisu, who it really depends if they're fit or not. Um, Tell you who I miss. I miss Livramento delivering points every week. That's yeah. probably not the only one. Well, I've got rid of him now because obviously... Yeah, so did I this big, week. There's bigger assets. This is a really tough run for them. I think Crystal Palace away, that is not an easy fixture. Brentford at home could be a must-win for them. Um, I think this, this whole relegation battle... It's just going to depend on how well you do in the, in the fixtures with the teams around you. It's actually a very exciting season on, I think, the relegation battle because there's probably six or seven teams at least in amongst it. Like, everybody could um, drop into that. You've seen Leeds be on the brink of the relegation or were you in it and then pulled away three or four points clear just in a matter of a couple of fixtures. And I think we'll see Watford doing that, Brentford doing that. As you say, Southampton will be doing that. Burnley and Norwich are picking up more points. Um, it's yeah, it's going to be a very tight season at the bottom bottom half. And as you say, when they play each other, that's where it's going to really come down to it. And I think that's why look, Leeds have done okay because mm. the teams we've needed to be at the time. Seeing as how we wrote off Norwich last time I came on, should we write off Newcastle and see what happens? Oh, because <laughs> I don't want them to come back. Because uh, our friend Matt Jousey would love it if they did. Um, but yeah, I, I generally think after that Leicester game, the, the bottom, the worst team in the league has now been changed. How good has James Madison come back after? I mean, I had him at the first game of the season, 
and it took me what five or six games to get rid of him <laughs> he did absolutely nothing but he's like back prime prime Madison so good no, I can't figure it out I don't know whether it's just because recently he's had a child so he's like in sleep but you'd think probably the amount of money he's earning he's sleeping in his own separate bed whether it's just being a new dad or whether it's just the formations and he's not been part of the formations that he needs to be in but, I don't know I think we watched a game a few weeks ago where he was absolute dross right he, he was giving the ball away simple passes he couldn't make a simple pass and then you see that um, assist he made this weekend, which was like Bergkamp. So his free kick nearly went in. So yeah, it's maybe it's a confidence thing. He looks great. He's a talented boy. I rate him. I think he'll he'll go if he can just turn this corner now and, and carry this form. He'll uh, he'll rival some, some really good playmakers. Bingham Carbon. We we'll be so lucky to have. Um, Here's so a controversial question: Could City have bought Madison for half as much money as Grealish, and it basically got the same output out of him as a player, given the way they play, and that they could have restrained Grealish? He doesn't get to be the Grealish of Villa. You could just put Madison in exactly that role, and he would do just as good a job, but he would have cost fifty mil. Well, look, I think I think Grealish, and you know how I feel about him. I, I think he, he's got a high, high ceiling. I think he's just learning the Pep Guardiola way. Which, which, if you actually look at his performances, mate, like Pep said, came out and said this, like he's doing everything I'm asking of him. It's just not coming off for him. Like he should have scored three the other night against Watford. Um, he looks really dangerous. Um, I would not dissuade you from Jack Grealish at this moment. Um, if you, if it sounds you, like you're saying like Jack Grealish next season could be really dangerous again. Yeah, this he's going to need the whole year to get settled in that squad, and he's already suffering from the rotation, right? He's already been on the bench he's had an a few times. Yeah, he's had an injury. He's out of the system. He's had some really good performances where you can bet on. So um, no, so to the question of like, could you just put Madison in that role and get the same out of him? You're like, think now Grealish. Well, Congo. I mean like. Uh, Madison's more of a central player and I think he's more of a player that drops into that 10 whereas City don't wow. play a 10 they play two base two, 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 a 3 and a 3 yeah that's fair but like you couldn't actually put Madison in the Grealish on the left or yeah. what he does yeah I mean you could do I mean look, there's nothing to say that like De Bruyne can do it but De Bruyne is so tactically astute whereas is Madison I don't think he is he can only play in one set way, as we see for Leicester set. Yeah, I guess Grealish was more of a ten for Villa though. He played through the centre. Well, they, and they, then they played by left. Yeah, I mean, well, Grealish played everywhere for Villa. He just was wherever the ball was. But that's because Smith, Grealish. Smith needed him to drive the ball forward. For him. Yeah. But yeah, mate, interesting. I, I, I think you've got a point. And Madison is a good player, and we'll we'll keep tabs on him. I think he, he'll be on the. He'll be in the Mavericks again at one point. Yeah, why not? Cool, mate. Well, that was interesting. Um, jumping into uh, the hardest pick of the week. You've stuck your hand up for it this week, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see how I do with this one. I'll make it fairly brief. I, I have to admit, I don't know loads about this. It's a bit of a pun. But I put him. I put him in. I put him in my team this week. So 
as I did with Gallagher last time I came on and I've got with King, I do have these players in my team. Not that I'm saying that you pick players you don't put in your team, <laughs> but you don't. I do, but I've just done it this week. <laughs> um, no, so I've gone Diego Dallo for United. Right. And it looks very reactionary because um, he's had two good fixtures, well, two good results. He's got eight points against Palace and he got five points against Norwich. So he's in the team. United look a lot better and they're playing Brentford away. Then I just think, as you say, Brentford are kind of losing their spark a bit. Um, they were lucky to get those goals, you could argue, and they got a penalty. I think United, there's no reason why they shouldn't completely control that game. Uh, and I can't see how, if, if United turn up, which is a big question, but if, if United turn up, Brentford will struggle to score against them. Tony's still injured, I think, as well. Yeah, COVID. Tony's got, oh, is that what he's, yeah. he's out? So, yeah, so no Tony. Uh, and Bremo scored, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, the week after I got rid of him, as wow. I'm, I'm sure not the only one who ditched him and then he scored. <laughs> Uh, but no, look, yeah, Diallo, so he's only 4.5, uh, therefore a bargain, and could get in there with an assist and a clean sheet. So there you go. Yeah, man, I don't mind at all. If he, if he manages to hold down his place um, against Juan Bissaka, which obviously he is a great player, but maybe maybe Ralph Ragnar Ragnett wants a more attacking fullback for his system. So, you know, Juan Bissaka doesn't actually offer that. He's a great Man for man, one for one defender. But going forward, I mean, you could probably count his assists yeah. on, on, on one hand. For quite a while now, I felt that Wambasaka's just dropped below the level he should be at. He, he's a bit missing in games. He's got talent. He should be doing more. Yeah. Um, but but he just he just hasn't really. And and you you can't say that United have had a good defence this year. They've been all over the place. So he's part of that that mainstay back four that, that could not keep a clean sheet um, and could not mark, <laughs> seemingly. So anyway, well, let's see if Dallow holds his place down. He's in form and a um, bit of a punt. I had to get rid of Livermento, I felt, this week and a cheap alternative that maybe maybe will do something. So yeah, there you man, go. And I think there's some good fixtures there. Brentford, Brighton and Newcastle away. Um, how much was he owned again? I don't know. Yeah, can you, have you got the numbers? I'll have a quick look for you, yeah. I think it was uh, under 1% off the top of my head. Hang on. It's 2.7% now. And he's 4.5, so 4.5 million. Good. Good pick, mate. He's, he's only got 16 points this season, um, but um, 13 of those are in the last two games. So we're talking about form players. But him and Tellers are playing now because obviously... Ragnick has, has identified the, the two fullbacks as the issue. So that's all good. Um, yeah, so we'll move into the final part of the pod, uh, which is the, the Mav Cap. As we know, <coughs> Salah is like a raging bull. You know, absolutely smashing it. 160 points, like, to be honest, until he goes to, to the African Cup of Nations, I said this before. I'm not looking elsewhere. And with Newcastle at home, I think you can't go against him but if Salah blanks and everyone's going to go for Salah and you fancy the risk this week my maverick captaincy is going on Conor Gallagher mainly because I saw his performance uh, yesterday which was out of this world 
but he just looks like second goal he's in, in the 92nd minute. minute he just looks on fire like the bloke is a must have fantasy time for the moment um, he's taking free kicks he's taking corners I've already mentioned the, the weaknesses of of uh, Southampton's set pieces uh, and an aerial threat that, that Crystal Palace um, have so yeah uh, that'll be my, my pick this week and I like it I pretty much think my team so I like it <laughs> I think this is uh, they'll round out this week's uh, episode in Edinburgh, mate, in Dirty Dicks. Dirty Dicks, well, we're almost through the, that second pint now, so it's, we better wrap up. Yeah. Get Go back on. to the bar. Well, uh, thanks for, for coming on, as always, Roscoe, and we'll have you again in a, a couple of weeks, if that's all right. Absolutely, mate, and fingers crossed I can uh, not only beat you again in the Maverick picks, but beat you in the league. Well, but I am behind, actually. So. Well, it's four-two, mate. So if I beat you this time and I beat you in the game week, it'll be a sweet, a sweet, sweet success as, as Leeds managed to to hold a one-nil one against Man City, and I beat you. So fair play, out, mate. Fair play. No, thanks for having me, mate, and uh, keep up the good work on the pods.